Hello. Hello. This is the Vancouver Weather State Podcast. I can't turn off the street. <laughs> and welcome back to Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Scalina. And I'm your other host, Matt Scalina. And I'm your temporary co-host, Pete Stiakovich. <laughs> <laughs> First time guest, long time listener. Okay, hold on, before we get into anything, I gotta ask you guys, what's up with that intro? Like, Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I we, we actually changed the intro. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wait, wait, so... Wait, we long time just, listener? We didn't just come in some, yeah. from some hard dubstep coming in? No, no. <laughs> now you're just critiquing Matt's daughter. Yeah. What, what, what? Devastated. <laughs> That's how I feel. Oh, the, your daughter's on the intro? Yeah. Uh, long time listener. Long time. <laughs> long time. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Uh, well, what, what, are you, what are you doing here, Pete? <laughs> yeah. uh, I question, question that right now myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, so I was going to ask you guys some questions um, about pre-sales, but you suggested we do it on the podcast. So, Well, we were talking, we were talking a few days ago about you gave us a call and you said, we were th- I'm thinking about buying a pre-sale condo. Exactly. And we yeah. said, why don't we just do it on the mics? Because yeah. we've actually had this question quite a few times now. So, well, especially after recently. yeah, the False Creek Flats episode, there's been a number of people inquiring about this, uh, some new developments going up, and it's a perfect great. time to talk about great talk episode. About great episode. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure the old, I think the new intro was on that one. I'm not sure you heard I'm, that I'm one. I'm sure it's a great episode. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm behind, I'm behind his tax season. Um, okay, so... Uh, how do we start this? Should I just tell you where I'm at pretty much? Well, yeah. Well, yeah so we, tell us what your goals are. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I'm looking uh, within about a budget of 500000 Okay. I've got about 20% of that in a down payment. Okay. Excellent. Actually, that, yeah, that works. Because I was going to say, first question I had for you was, what type of down payment do you have? Because okay. obviously, as a first-time home buyer, if you're looking at built properties, you potentially have uh, the ability to go in with only 5% down. With pre-sales, you're gonna need at least you know between ten and twenty percent, usually fifteen to twenty. So it right. sounds like you're covered there. Okay, good, good. Right. I mean, part of that is in RSPs, but that's um, which is that's fine. all fine. You right? can use yeah. up to your first time home buyer. You can use up to twenty five thousand dollars. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, which is great. Um, so why don't we maybe the way we can frame this is maybe just some of the the yeah, benefits of buying pros and sales and yeah some sure, of the negatives yeah. as well. That sounds good. First of all, tackle pros here. I mean, one of the one of the real benefits of of pre-sale construction is an obvious one. It's brand new. It is. Yeah. So it's it's uh it's like buying a brand new car off the lot. <laughs> yeah, and and much like a brand new car off the lot, I mean, most of the major systems in a building have an economic life of between 20 to 25 years. So we're talking about the windows, the roof, the plumbing, uh buying into a new building, you can expect that any of these major costs that are coming down the road that everyone worries about in terms of special assessments. Sure. You have 20 25 years uh, in which you're not going to have to worry about those those major systems in the building. Okay, not, so everything's working. It's in tip top shape, and will yeah. be for. Or at least that's the, that's a working assumption, right? and not even that. But you also get a warranty, right? Oh, yeah, so in two, five, ten year, and warranty, that's a BC provincially legislated. So, so all maybe, new construction has a two, five, ten warranty. Okay, what's two, five, ten? I don't know what that is. Okay, so so two, five, ten warranty is two years on parts and labor, the guts of the building. 
heating, plumbing, electrical. Five, five years on uh, the building envelope, so the exterior of the building. Sure. Right. Okay. Um, now, at the end of that five years, the strata is going to have independent engineers come in, make sure that that's working properly. If there's any issues, they're going to go back to the developer. So, you know, that's that warranty. Yeah, that's one of those issues, especially in Vancouver, where leaky condos was such an issue in the past. Uh, you know, it's a real comfort for people. The last yeah, is the, kidding, the, the tenure is on the structure. Right. So you have that two, five, ten, where, you know, most of the issues that come up are going to be covered. And, you know, often the first year, the first year you get, yeah, it's actually even more like a one, two, five, ten, because that first year, anything that goes wrong in the unit. So any, any of your appliances, that sort of thing, mm-hmm. any deficiencies, you will do a deficiency walkthrough when you take possession of the brand new unit. You can have a third party independent representative. It's a good idea to take your yeah. realtor. Yeah. Um, and you just go through it and then actually meticulous point out if there are any flaws or deficiencies and then the developer will have their representative take care of that for you okay that makes a lot of sense because if it was just me i i don't know i wouldn't know what to look for you know unless well yeah and you know what and we do those walkthroughs with people all the time so right and often we encourage people to bring a building inspector inspector as well right yeah and you know it's not like you have uh the a one you know one shot at at it uh i just helped somebody buy a new property they moved in about two months ago and they've had a rep from the developer come back three four times already so oh okay nice it's yeah yeah. it's not not, uh, kind of thing yeah exactly yeah you missed the window Yeah, yeah yeah fair enough so in any event, so we got brand new, we got the warranty. The other th- the third consideration here for pre-sales is the investment potential. Right. So this is there's kind of a broader way to think about this, but first I think the nuts and bolts kind of a, and at a numbers level is uh, consider this. Now, Pete, you you want to live in the property, but you wouldn't mind seeing uh, a return, obviously. Well, yeah, it. like I mean, I want to live there, but I want to have the potential of maybe uh, if I ever do get married. You know, fingers crossed for my parents. Uh, you know, if I could go somewhere else, then I could hang on to it and and uh, have a tenant. Sure, and and but sure. and see, see and it's an capital appreciation, right? Yeah. So consider this: uh, you're looking at the five hundred thousand dollars range. So tomorrow we go, we buy a, a one bedroom for five hundred thousand uh, dollars. They require ten percent down, so you put fifty percent, fifty thousand yeah. dollars into the deposit. Now, over the course, uh, sorry, and this building completes in twenty nineteen. So over the course uh, from tomorrow up until 2019, you're not uh, paying property taxes, you're not liable for any issues that happen in the building, and you're not paying maintenance fees. Uh, and you don't have to worry about a tenant, right? Yeah, you don't have to worry yeah, about totally a tenant. Right. Yeah. Uh, so you're into it for 50K. Now say the market from now up until 2019 increases by 10%. On that 500,000, you'll see it will be worth 550K when you take possession of the property and you'll have seen $50,000 return on $50,000, which is a hundred percent. Wait, wait. 100%. So is that 10% uh, but till 2019? Is that um, reasonable? Like that- so often what happens is it, there's a, it's called a deposit structure. So yeah. each project has a different deposit structure, but typically you would see something and this is just a, a general idea of maybe five yeah. percent sure. uh, at at offer time. Mm-hmm. Um, an additional five percent, maybe six months later. In uh, an, an additional five percent, maybe another six months after that, and and then maybe five percent down at completion time. Okay, or so near like, to might, completion. Yeah, yeah. But depending I, I, in in a year's time, it 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 hasn't been like for example in the last year we've done twenty five percent. So had you 
had you in on West Side condos. So had you bought a con a presale a year ago, you would have been able with likely about ten percent down hold something that that's worth five hundred thousand. So with and seen an appreciation of about twenty five percent. Twenty five percent, which that's is unreal. yeah, which yeah, is that, a, that was a really. Year. In a year, yeah. Westside wow. condos were yeah, like I mean, 20, it, yeah. 23, 24%. That's yeah, crazy. yeah. So, no, yeah. 20, okay, so 10% 24, is yeah. not unheard of then. That's not. No, I mean, so the, the you know, 10% is on the low end. Uh, the high end is 25. It's usually 15 to 20% of the purchase price that you right. have to put down. And that's over the course. It's not all at once. It's over the course of usually about, like Adam said, a year, year and a half. But investors like love it because it allows you with a small amount of money to hold a very large asset. Yeah, no and like I said, yeah. there's no other cost involved, right? So, right. so that that's a, a real uh, benefit from an investment standpoint. The 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 sort of grander idea of of a presale for an investment is this idea of the master plan community, right? And I think that's that's one thing to definitely take note of is often if there is a new project, it's going up in an area that they're trying to establish, right? Create a master plan community. And, and one of these, you know, and I know you didn't listen to this one, Pete, but go back and listen to Renee talk about the False Creek Flats and that canvas, because that's a perfect example of getting in early. The people uh, that bought in the first phase of canvas, you know, it was a very... Uh, you know, not I would, hard to say inexpensive in Vancouver in general, but it yeah. was a it was a, a very good, attractive price point. It was an attractive in price the context. Point. And now that we're seeing the area go to different heights, and it's very clear as to as to what the yeah writing's is, on the wall there. Yeah, then we're now going to see the next phase be at a much higher price point. Yeah. So often, oh, what happens okay. is when yeah. yeah, so there's often an opportunity to buy into an earlier phase in the building and you'll watch actually as as often as the market climbs but also as the it becomes more apparent as to the investment and the potential of the area you'll see the the price of the condos climb as well yeah. over time so are they almost are they essentially like building new districts almost so picture this uh, and i mean this is this is i think what we're trying to get at but in empty field that everyone with a few abandoned warehouses and everyone's looking at it going yeah, the false creek huh, I don't I don't get this. This is not, I don't it's live not here. polished like Yale Town. Who would want to live here? Mm-hmm. Now, 10 years from now, that's going to look like Yale Town. There was a time when Yale Town was warehouses, yeah. toxic lands. Um, you know, think of yeah. think of the expo lands of yeah, Yale Town, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Now, the people that bought the first Concord Pacific buildings in Yale Town, they had a really attractive oh buy-in. Right. Wow. And then over time, we saw everything get more expensive, but as an area progresses. So basically what we're trying to say is there's an opportunity to get in early on the ground floor for a lot of these master planned communities. Yeah. Okay. So the, I mean, that sounds all really, uh, really good. Um, but what are the negatives? We got to get to those. Yeah. So just maybe I'll go back through. The there pros. are none. Just buy the pre-sale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we have a unit on hold for you. <laughs> yeah. So the pros brand new the 2510 warranty the investment potential with the deposits and then that larger investment potential uh for the from, area from a, an area in a master plan community the cons there's some there's some definite ones first is you don't actually see the unit right so you know consider this you don't walk into the lobby and get that 
initial sense of the building. Uh, sure. Okay. You don't walk down the hallway and smell your neighbor's cooking. You don't feel <laughs> your countertops and look out the window and notice that there's uh, electrical lines running right outside, or that it's an amazing view. Yeah, exactly. The flip, exactly. Side, of the flip that, side of that is, you know, that you don't walk through and go, "This is a, sh- a sure bet. I love the unit." Right. Uh, there's a little bit of uncertainty. You know, people hate uncertainty. Markets hate uncertainty. And I think buying pre-sale, there's there's always that uncertainty. We should clarify that developers are getting a lot better at building presentation centers where it takes away from that uncertainty. And often the view, you know, they have the projections of what the view is going to look like and all the rest. So exactly. you're, you're point taken. Yeah. Um, but it, it's never going to be the same as actually going and visiting a unit, right? Yeah. I guess there's things you can't get from like the floor plan or from the display unit, right? No, and they're very good at making like, you know, I, you always notice at the display center there's no ceiling on the display units or very seldom, right? You know, strategic maybe? Well, oh, I mean, yeah, I hey, 500 I mean, square feet feels a lot bigger when you don't have a roof. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's the first, you know, you don't actually see it. The second is you don't live in it. Um, so in your case, Pete, the question would be, what are your goals? Uh, can you wait till 2019? Do you want to? Does that actually make sense? Right. I mean, you're not, granted, you're not going to pay property tax, maintenance, but you're also not going to have a place to live. So you're going to have to either rent or have another situation mapped out for the next three, four years. Which is expensive as well, right? Yeah. And you're not building equity. I mean, you're you're paying if you're renting, yeah, you're paying somebody yeah. else's mortgage. So that that's a consideration. Now, as an investment, if you're just an investor, the, you know the considerations are totally different. But there is that. So is mom and dad. <laughs> Love you, mom and dad. <laughs> um, they don't listen. <laughs> yeah. They don't yeah, know I can, how to work I, the I, internet. I can <laughs> promise you that. Uh, the 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 third con here is uh, the slightly different tax. Uh, structure right to pre-sales from built properties okay now it's actually just it changed so benefits, it's actually yeah it's it, pros and cons yeah so one one consideration is property transfer tax now that's one percent on the first two hundred thousand two percent on the balance now you're a first-time home buyer if you were buying a built property you would have up to 475k and then it's a sliding scale to 500 but say you purchase something at 550000 you would have to pay that full property transfer tax. With new construction, you have up to 750000 where you're going to, that's... This, you're exempt. You're exempt entirely mm-hmm. from okay. the property transfer tax. The consideration that is the crucial one, though, is you're going to have to pay GST, which is 5%, and that's federal. You know, everyone on new construction pays GST. Wait, wait, don't you get a rebate on that? If you're planning on living in the unit, there is a potential for a rebate. So we'll actually, what we'll do is we'll put a link in our in our show notes to a, yeah, a, a, a GST, GST rebate, rebate calculator. calculator. Oh, okay, okay. For sure. But so so that GST, you know, even with the rebate, you're still looking at taxes. Added in added cost upon closing, for sure. sure. Okay. The There's two others here. Um, you know, one is uh, this idea of negotiating, which, you know, to be honest, in the last six, eight a year maybe in, in the built market is, is a little bit tougher to do anyway. Right. But um, developers are very difficult to negotiate with the developer on price. They might do sort of minor things, but uh, for the most part, you're paying sticker price. Yeah, often you know there may be incentives. You might get to negotiate things like size of a parking stall or a storage locker, or maybe the length of a um, the length of a deficiency period, things like that, right? But 
but the reality is is that it, it is very challenging to actually get a, a price reduction on a preset. Yeah, and and uh, you think yeah. if you go into you know a building from 2005, you might come across a seller that's leaving the country or or in a crisis or sure. whatever right. the situation is where they need to sell, and people see that as an opportunity uh, yeah. on the yeah. buy side. In this case, you know, developers, there's not a lot of developers, uh, you know, the deep pockets of most developers uh, make that uh, challenging, challenging sure. on the buy side. And, you know, there's even a, a development in Olympic Village that will remain unnamed that, you know, they took a lot of units off the market for a year and a half and, and put them back on a year, year or so ago uh, because they just wanted to get their price and they weren't getting them. So they they held them. And they had the uh, the wherewithal to do that without, uh, and those all got bought up. I'm sure, right? Oh yeah, yeah. No, they got their price in the end, so yeah. it, it it worked out. And uh, but yeah, the the key takeaway here is you, you're not negotiating on price, uh, and if you do, it's it's there's slim slim margins there. Yeah. Then. Um, the last point that I just wanted to make was about assignments. Now, say Pete, you buy a, a presale tomorrow. It's not going to be completed till 2019, and your situation changes, and you want to sell the property prior to 2019. Now there is assignments; uh, we've covered them in in past episodes. What that we call means. them shadow flips. The shadow flips, where Ninja you actually you sell the your contract to purchase and sale. The issue is is that you know uh, you know a, a, apart from what it's called, it is actually very difficult um, to market an assignment. It's very difficult to sell them. The display center is usually closed. Uh, you can't often put them on MLS, so the exposure is limited. Uh, the developer often charges a fee of 1.52% of, of the purchase price as an assignment fee. You know, it's, it, there's, there's, there's a lot of challenges. So Where if, can you end up selling well, assignment? Well, there's like, a, well, this is the thing. I mean, there's, there's a reason that a lot of these marketing companies, they, they invest a lot of money to build a display suite give you show you the finishes yeah create an experience that that makes it marketable now when they're closed and you're marketing this yourself and you can't use mls and you have a using, floor plan and a couple photos yeah you have a floor plan a couple photos and and craigslist often which wow. which is is yeah. makes it very challenging to yeah, sell it right that makes sense. Yeah. yeah which ironically in this market right now assignments if on still, the buy side are I, there's still a challenge to sell, but I think often are opportunities sure. for buyers because you're not dealing with the multiple offer situation. The prices are generally a little bit lower just because of all those challenges. But um, you know, on I'm just thinking from from your perspective, Pete. If you buy a, a built property tomorrow and two years from now you decide to move to Nova Scotia and you want to sell it. It's a hell of a lot easier to sell that built property than it is to sell an assignment. My only question is, why would I go to Nova Scotia? <laughs> that's episode 16. Yeah, that's an excellent question. <laughs> okay, but no. Okay, so this makes sense. Um, but really, why? Um, if I'm going to get a pre-sale, what, how, why do I need you guys? <laughs> why, would, why are you guys getting well? So I mean, no you, offense. Are you but suggesting that you should just go straight to the display center and... and well, I'm sure they would help. I mean, if I'm willing to buy, they would help me up with every step. They would right? definitely help you. They would definitely help you in the display center. But the, this is your chance, boys. This yeah. is the value added. Yeah. Tell me what you this is the value added. We've just spent 20 minutes explaining the entire process to you, and you're now asking us where the value is. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. I feel like I've been here before. Yeah. <laughs> Six times a day. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that we basically, we would do the same things that we often do in the resale market. So granted, there's, there's, I would, I would argue that, that a realtor is, is more valuable in buying a, a, a resale property. Yeah. However, some things that we do offer. So first of all is, is we often get early access to a lot of properties and a lot of projects because we have relationships with developers that we've built over the years. And that's right? one thing, you know, ironically, we're talking about, hey, can you get a break on price in this market? And it's been this way for some time now. It's not about getting a break on price. It's actually getting access. The, the unit you want. Yeah, and okay. part of and that early is, access is everything. Yeah. And the other thing is, is like, to be completely honest, we get incentives and, um, you know, opportunities for our clients. You know, you think about... Um, our relationship with several developers where, you know. Yeah, if you're going to get a break, it's, uh, you know, y- you want to work with somebody who's doing a lot of business with the developer and, and uh, you know, knows the staff and, and can get you the leg up. Two would be basically the same things. So when, when we're looking at properties with people, we like to think of ourselves often as two filters, right? So sure. you're the filter of does this work for my lifestyle? Am I going to be comfortable in this space? Do I want to be on the third floor or do I want to be on the 15th floor? And we're looking at it with a critical eye for resale and helping you look at the potential pitfalls of maybe where the unit's situated in the building, how that's going to play out in the resale market, right? And is, is there is there actually good value? And also helping you judge basically floor plan finishes, the reputation of the developer and all the things that well and I, I i guess and anyone who's been in a display center knows this right the unit you're potentially interested in is always the best unit the person that is pitching you from that display center represents the developer that's right, the yeah. bottom line yeah. and if you go in with a realtor you know you have somebody re- representing your interests somebody who does this all day long every day um, and just like Adam just can said, you know, pitfalls. can point out exactly, you know, when you go to sell or when you want to live in it, uh, some things that you haven't considered. So I was just going to ask, so basically like if I had, if there was two uh, units that I had, um, they're both arbitrary to me. Like there was no, I didn't have one preference to the other. You could point out which one would be better for the future. For the future, for resale, livability, you know, and, and things that we think about, the same things that we think about when we're thinking about resale properties, right? Yeah, okay. I mean, we see Matt and I, in, in an average day, you would see probably at least three, anywhere from three to ten properties, right? Sure. And we're seeing that on a on a consistent basis. Yeah, so, and the and, reactions to them. And, and the reactions and, and how that plays out actually in the resale market. So we're, we're acting as a filter in that regard. But the other thing, and we've talked about this before, is when it comes down to value. Because just because you go in and you deal with a developer that has a, a strong reputation, it doesn't mean that what they're selling you, you A, is is going to be the next best project. So having a critical eye on on actual, a, a good master plan yeah, community, sure. but also that the value is actually there. So just because they're reputable, it doesn't mean that the price that they're asking is in tune with market value. So what we do is we run a market analysis I was gonna say, just so, like we do in any yeah, other scenario. So, so two of the things I think we've been doing on this podcast is, I mean, or one thing that's, that's crucial when you're looking at pre-sales is where is the city going? 
right. and that's this sort of broader vision or understanding of what's happening in the city and and where people are moving to and if you're looking to be a pioneer where should you be where should you be uh, moving these types the of broader questions about opportunities in Vancouver I think that's where we add value one second of all yeah that market analysis so if you're looking at uh, hey I looking at a one bedroom downtown they're asking 559,000 is that a good price well we can send you anything built after 2013 all the one beds that have sold are active in the market and give that sort of the minutiae that detail that if you walk in off the street you're basically taking their word for it that this is a good price or the sure. asking price that's good you bring or, up that point because just in this in the context of this conversation i was just thinking for the one property like you know you walk in and you know this this part's good here this part's good here uh in terms of units versus units but i didn't even think of the broader picture of like the entire building like this is not going to be good for you we'll take you to this other building this development in, in well sure i mean room. yeah and that's and that's it i mean it, basically what we're doing is we're, we're dealing with resale and pre-sale all the time we know about upcoming projects that might be a better fit for you as well if i can make a, a bad analogy it's basically going into a gunfight with a knife i think that's exactly what it's like i think that's a great place to end i've embarrassed myself already <laughs> <laughs> this is pc akvich signing off for the vancouver retail podcast retail <laughs> Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. Okay, well, that basically covers it. So, Pete, any other questions? Yeah, any any other other questions? questions? Are you ready to pull the trigger or what? No, um, you pretty much answered everything I had uh, in the pipe there. Um, So, you ready to pull the trigger? uh, How about I take your card? (laughs) I've heard that one before. Kiss of death. (laughs) Okay, well, thanks. I'll be waiting for your call, Pete. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for coming on. And I appreciate it. Really appreciate it. So that's everything. So Matt, how do, how can people get a hold of you? Yeah, if you uh, want to get a hold of me, you can call 778-847-2854 or uh, via email at matt at scalinarealestate.com. Or you can try me at 778-866-4574 or adam at scalinarealestate.com. And there's also the nonpartisan line. It's info at scalinarealestate.com. <laughs> You have listened. You have listened. <laughs> and if anybody wants to get a hold of me, you can find me uh, via my Tinder profile. <laughs> <laughs> Swipe left. <laughs> have a great week. All right. Take care, guys. Thanks, guys. Two thousand faces for radio. Subscribe today. Subscribe today.